0: Just so you guys know, a little heads up, this was previously recorded before AEW and SmackDown Live debuted. We do have a podcast coming right after this one with all our AEW and SmackDown Live reviews, as well as various other things that have happened this week. So just bear with us and enjoy the rest of the What A Time To Be A Wrestling Fan podcast. Be right back, guys.
1: For a go-home show, I was very disappointed. But there is good news. Starting on Wednesday, the Golden Brand NXT will be live on USA for two full hours, and honestly, I cannot wait. Um, I kind of had a rough Well, we'll get to them. We'll get to them in a second. This is more important. Um. <laughs> <so> actually. <laughs> I actually sat down and watched a, a few of the recent episodes of NXT, and like, I, I I glanced at clips and stuff, and I but I actually sat and watched it, and I was like, oh my god, why was I sleeping on this the entire time? It's like, no, I need, really to, I need more. Like,
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: I, I'm I'm excited because we are basically seeing, even if they don't end up in WWE are based like some of these guys, we're seeing, you know people from like you may have seen them from other promotions coming in and then also what makes me excited it's the future of pro wrestling like you know if they don't last long in WWE but they go somewhere else and you would be like oh shit this person turned up here and you just watch it because it's there and it's just like you know it's that domino effect so I'm I'm excited for them I can't wait they're like they're all my babies and I want all the best in the world for them (laughs)
0: NXT is a very good show. I like how it's structured. It is centered around the superstars. They make sure each storyline has something to keep you invested. Sometimes the matches don't always deliver. That happens in any wrestling promotion, but at its core, it's a very well-rounded, well-produced television show. And the commentary is great. I love Mauro Ranello. He's one of the best on the commentary. I love him. I love Beth Phoenix on commentary there. I think she does a good job. I'm not really a big fan of Nigel, but he works. See, I like Nigel. I I'm not I can live without him. <laughs> I, can, I can live without Nigel. He's not necessarily my favorite, but I do I do understand why he's there and I'm I'm not necessarily like, oh, they have to get rid of him. Like I'm fine with Nigel, it's just he's not one of my favorite people on commentary. Um I just like the show. And I really like most of the superstars there. Um I think Delvateen is, is probably one of your bigger one of the biggest stars there. Um mm-hmm. You know I love Chopper. You know what
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love chocolate.
2: And oh God. I, she she
1: wants yeah. to play with beard.
0: Oh, hello oh. Now that just sounds gross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I made the conversation awkward. My job here is done.
0: <laughs> no, I I like Cole. I like I pretty much like everybody there, and I really like how they move on from certain feuds and then they start a new one, and it's very it seems very organic, and that's what makes NXT so great is that. Everything seems to flow nicely. There's um, a beginning, middle, and end. You know what I'm saying? It really does set the tone. And then their pay-per-views are damn near perfect every single time. They go off without a hitch. And I miss that with yeah. WWE's pay-per-views a lot.
1: I'm gonna have to... I'm, I'm just excited. Just, uh, Nicole, I... I owe you all the money in the world because you're always telling people go watch NXT, go watch 205 Live, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it. But then I actually sat down and watched, it, and I was like, this is more entertaining than the actual main roster right now.
0: Also yeah, she- NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. She cussed me out yesterday. NXT UK,
2: that's a big one. Because
0: I have <laughs> She said I don't have no excuse now because it's on access. I still didn't watch it. it came on. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh my god. No, I just, I'm just excited because I went back I went back long, like I don't remember what show it was, but it was one of the when they were still just like one hour on the WWE network. And the entertainment value that they were able to give out in an hour reminded me of Lucha Underground because it's very fast paced. It keeps your attention because they're like, okay, we only have an hour to do this. We need to you need to just keep going. And I'm just like, this is why I loved Lucha Underground. I was more entertained by one hour of Lucha Underground than I was with the two, three hours of raw and SmackDown. Like, and I'm I'm feeling that with NXT. So I really hope I want I just want my precious little NXT babies to be happy. That's
2: all. <laughs> so. I, I have high hopes. I think the product will be fine. I like how it's shot. I I know, so if no one who listens to this hasn't already got, I'm, like, an amateur film production snob, so I'm, like, so that's, like, what I look at, that's, like, one of my big problems with AEW, so hopefully they have it fixed by tomorrow, which I will get into, but I just, I love how it's shot, and I just especially this past episode, when they show, I like the platforms they have now. Yeah. It's very interesting. Because they have the commentary platform, and then they have a random one on the other side, which also I think is a great way to utilize the space in Full Sail, because Full Sail is not that big. And that's why they had to cut some of the ramp out, so they can get more people in. So I also, I love that shot. Of them following um, undisputed up to the ramp and like showing their backs to show um, showing the crowds or their, their belts and then going back around and then showing how they looked. Uh-huh. I just thought that was just so interesting. And I was like, and that's really showing like this, like these are like, these are the top guys. This is, these are some of these stars. Like this is literally NXT. So I just kind of liked how they showcase that, hmm. which was very interesting to me. And also, and then also, and also the crowd has a lot to do with it because the crowd in full sail. Um, I don't know if you guys know, a lot of those people who go, a lot of those people literally go to NXT every week. Like a good wow. portion of a good portion of those people go to NXT um every week especially a lot of the people who you see in the front row like that guy there's i don't know his name but he kind of does too much for me there's like a really tall guy will, that's bald and has um glasses who's usually standing close to the ramp he's i know he's literally at every taping there's this um older woman i literally call her grandma She's not my grandma and grandma. Both my grandmas are dead. But I call her grandma. And she's literally at like, she's a huge NXT fan. She goes to every taping. Um, there's quite a few people that um, I follow on Twitter who pretty much go to every taping or go to a lot. Jeez. Um, Izzy. Um, Izzy and her parents are some of the people who literally go to every NXT taping. So it's just like, I feel like it's such a family there as well, and they've, like, grown with the, they've grown with the people there, and they've grown with, like, the wrestlers there, so I think that also adds something to it, which is really different, which I also like about it. Yeah. It's very, it, it's very indie. Sorry I'm yawning. This coffee's trash. Um, it's very uh, indie. <laughs> no, I had
1: some, I had some Starbucks earlier and they did absolutely jack shit, so I feel you on that.
2: But yeah, I'm just excited. Um, they're gonna do good. I, I have all of the faith in them, and they'll be fine. Well,
1: on the opposite end of the spectrum, where you have little faith move <laughs> Well, you know, cuz I'm just I'm not amused. Um so AEW is finally coming on TV. Ow cat, you just quad shit on my leg. So AEW will making its is going to be making its television debut this Wednesday on TNT. Um mm, Every, I, everything I've seen online about this, I've seen a hashtag started called um, Wednesday Night War. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, can I just watch wrestling? Like...
0: Mm-hmm, no. Not, well, okay. I, last I, I night... you
1: can't, can't enjoy I, anything I, anymore. I
0: did the live, and Nicole came in, and... Um, I had a a guy that comes in most of the time when something big happens on Raw or SmackDown. He'll come Uh in and talk about it. And I usually let him come in and talk about it. Well, he was really, you know, just somber and down on WWE, but very high on AEW. And everybody always asks why I let him in. And the reason why is because You can't talk to a person and get them to see your side when they are so stuck in their ways and so caught up in their own world that they won't listen. They have that wall up. I find that when I I'm on live and people have to, you have to listen to me. It makes it easier for me to get you to understand the issue. My problem with his issue was, he's like, with this product they put out, and with AEW coming right behind them, like, WWE's on their way out. That was his thing, and I'm like, I think you're extremely biased, And um, because he was like, you know, wrestling fans are the worst fans, and he's like, I see all the comments, and everybody thinks that I'm, um you know, that I'm, I'm trash-talking WWE. I'm like, but you are, you... And I'm like, you're very much for AEW, but you don't have any concept of their behavior, and you don't take that into an account. You praise them for everything that they've done, but you slight WWE on what they do. Mm-hmm. Case in point, I said, what was what was the difference between what happened tonight on Raw and what AEW did a few months back? I mean, Dustin and Cody were wrestling. There was no storyline to their match. They had a brutal match as if one of them was talking about the other. And I'm like, well, I feel like I missed something. You know, watching this match, you feel like you've missed something. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm emotionally invested. How? There was nothing to explain why you should be. At the end was the only time you could get emotional. And even to me, that seemed contrived and fake. There was nothing realistic about it. So, I'm like, if you're going to chastise and tear down one, then you have to do it for the other. Personally, I don't care. I actually like both promotions on the wrestling side because I enjoy wrestling, period. So I don't need to figure out who's better or who's going to have the better um, night because we all know AEW is going to pull in numbers at first. Mm-hmm. The true, yeah. The true test, the true test of time, is later. That is when your battle begins, because you're gonna be something different out the gate. But when those numbers start dwindling down, and you have to start to find different ways to compete, you're gonna do the same thing Impact did, and the same thing WCW did. You're gonna try to fight WWE on level, and you're gonna lose every time because you can't compete that way. The way you compete is you stick to your guns and you do what's best for AEW. And that's just that simple. There's no other reason, there's no other way to fight this. And to be honest, you don't have to compete with them. New Japan isn't competing with WWE. New Japan is New Japan. That's it. Yeah. There is no well, there's no well I I have this on the side. No. You can decide what you want to watch, but you don't have to trash talk the other to push yourself forward. That shows me there's some signs of issues, there's some problems going on, because who does that? Why? When you have the better of the two, so you say, okay, so why are you trash talking the other one? What's the point? You, You already got the upper hand. If I'm blown by what you say, you're the better team. I mean, you've got the better crowds you've got the better fans you've got the better athletes the wrestlers you've got the better of it all then tell me why it is so important for you to find reasons to trash talk the other companies and it's not just exactly. WWE it's, it's everybody
1: I mean they've already burnt their bridges they're burning bridges left and right man like they they do not have room to talk about image or anything like that as far as I'm concerned
0: I'm going to give you a clean slate because it's your first show. I want to see what you're capable of. I want to see where your commentary is. I want to see where your production value is. And I want to see what you do with storylines and your wrestling superstars. That's what I want to see. Start to finish. All right. So and then I have, can have a conversation.
1: Well, I have a three part question for each one of us. Yeah. So, all right. So. We're going to go around. Nicole, we'll start with you. Expectations. Who do you want to see? And how much will you be judging?
2: <laughs> um, my expectations, I i don't have expectations because I feel like you shouldn't when you're watching a new promotion, in my opinion, or if you're checking out a new promotion, because whatever expectations you have, they're not going to get met. That's just me when it comes to wrestling. Uh, but on the <clears throat> other hand, I expect, I expect it to be different and I want it to be different for it to be a breath fresh, uh, fresh breath of air, not to be different just to say you're edgy and being different. Be different because you have an entirely new, fresh and product. That's what I want to see. Okay. I don't want any of like the BS talk, the overly trying to compete just, just be yourself. Just be. That's all I want for them. Just to be themselves. And I just want the people that I really like to have jobs, and not yeah. be fucked over. Because that's my main concern. That is my concern. Because a lot, you have quite a few people who are leaving, completely leaving the indie scene. Which is, I mean, she's not, actually I'm not gonna get to that. So we have Britt Baker, um, Darby Allen um, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havis, Jimmy Havoc, 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 ML, um, MJF, like, quite a few people who are, um, Joey Janela, which I think is just the biggest hit. I'm not sure about Orange Cassidy right now. Um, so that's what I'm saying. And also, that's like quite a few people. Then you have, um, We can't call them LAX anymore because they're not with um, Impact because I think LAX is just Impact. See how Santana and Ortiz who Mm -hmm. um, are in AEW too. So I just want I just want it to be successful so people that I really like and enjoy can have jobs. That's all I care about. I don't care about Cody. I don't care about Um, the Bucks, I don't care about Jericho, I don't care about Brandy. I don't, kind of don't even really care about Kenny Omega.
1: Ooh, I can feel the wrath of the fanboys coming down on us now. I
2: do, I like him, I I like him the most out of all those people though, if that helps, if that makes anybody feel, feel better. As a collective, I don't care about them, because if, God forbid, this completely like flopped and it became a disaster and it didn't work out, they would be okay. Those people would be okay yeah. right away. The other, all the everyone else would not. And that concerns me. That's my biggest, biggest concern. That's like how they have, I can't think of this fucking name. Oh my God, is going to kill me. But I think his name is Matt. But I watched on one of the BTEs. He was basically, like, he was a wrestler, had to quit wrestling for a while because he couldn't, couldn't, because it wasn't providing for him and his family financially. Like, he got in, like, a really bad spot. And he and his wife, um, may, like, did a lot of, like, ring gear. hmm And he ended up getting signed by AEW not only to him and his wife to do like ring gear but for him to also wrestle and it was just like such a relief because they weren't doing very well and it just scares me because of people like that so that's why I'm like just do just stay in your lane just try just do the best that you can and be authentic so those people that I that I'm concerned about have a play have a viable job. I don't care about you guys in that aspect because you'll be fine if this this shit comes out. If it becomes uh, a fucking shit show. Right. So They'll escape. Watch it oh, hopefully,
1: hopefully it's fun. All right. Well, Tiff, what about you? Expectations? Who you want to see? And how much will you be judging?
0: I. I do have some expectations, but I do agree with Nicole that you should go into television, a TV show, and, you know, be level-headed, be clear-minded, right? Fact, yes. Yeah. On, on the hand of my expectations, like I said before, I expect decent commentary.
2: Um, Hold on a second. I don't. I don't at all.
0: Oh, God.
2: That's,
0: yeah, I, so. I expect decent commentary. I expect I expect partially decent production. Um and I expect a good storyline. I expect to have something to keep me interested. I think Stone Cold said it best when he said Wrestling is great when there is investment, when emotion is involved. And I don't mean crying and that kind of stuff, but I'll put it this way. The heels are supposed to make you hate them. MJF is a prime example of what a good heel is supposed to do. I don't like him not one fucking bit, but I would pay money to watch his demise. That is an investment. Okay, that's an investment. I will pay money to watch him go down, and then I would pay money for somebody to put it on DVD or a file so I could watch it whenever I felt down about myself. And I could just be like, you know what? This fucker exists, and he got his ass kicked. So I'm feeling yeah. good about myself. Life, gonna, life gonna be okay. Like that's real talk. Okay, that's what I expect.
1: I expect oh my God. to be-
0: I expect to see good wrestling, but I'm going to get that anyway. I already know what AEW can provide in terms of wrestling. Now I want to know, can you deliver on what the, what you've been saying? I want to see you deliver. I do want to see you succeed. And then I'll be like, well, job well done. Am I going to be judging? No. But I'll I'll, I'll be honest. I ain't going to shy away from tell, saying I told you so if they fuck up. <laughs> I'm not going to shy away from doing that. I'm going to yeah. do everything. About, the same way I do WWE It's the same way I will do AEW. You get no pass because this is what you do for a living. This is your job. So it's either you come correct and step
2: the plate or keep your ass at home. Hmm. That's like, I tell people they need to keep the same energy they they throw at WWE. Keep them with AEW. And it's Thank not you. like we're being biased because I'll, I'm the first person to go off about how terrible that Saudi deal is. Thank like we talked about earlier. And all the other bullshit about how... They were acting like they couldn't figure out how to book the women's division without Ronda being there because they too put too many fucking eggs in a basket with her. There's like, you yeah. know, I love Ronda, but that's true. It was
0: overloaded. It was all about Ronda. And then when she yeah. left, it was a fucking vacuum. It was like they didn't know how to do anything. Then Becky comes along. She's a saving face. And guess Yes.
1: Uh, See so y'all are making me feel horrible because, like, you know, I want to, I want to give AEW the benefit of the doubt. A lot of my favorite indie people have gone there. I've discovered a lot of new indie guys that I like. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that stupid goddamn librarian can stay home for all I care. Reader, stupid book. Yeah, blue right, pants, dude,
2: or blue pants. Blue pants. I'm a what are they blue pants. pants? I
1: know. I can't I can't I cannot I can't with her
0: I,
2: I don't like either one of
0: them. they can bring it
2: out books and shit. You I'm know what you know what really what really makes me frustrated about that? So when they had well I don't know if you guys know, they had a con they had an online contest for that. Really? Yeah. So it's basically like you submitted like how how, how long was a promo? Like a sixty like a minute promo or something like that and the best but then they weren't really clear if that was a person needed to have like wrestling prior wrestling skill or whatever
1: oh my but god
2: the best promo I saw was it for it was Ariel Italic who is a drag queen and one of the hosts for Nobody Watches Wrestling mm-hmm. and it was so fucking funny and she got like put like suit like a whole bunch of retweets for it like Cody responded to it Brandy responded to it i think someone else did too and then it's like okay you guys pick these people like they're not it's like they're neither of them are entertaining with it and i was like you didn't even need to have this be an in ring character so wait a minute, so wait, a wait, a minute wait a
1: minute wait a minute hold hold up so if i had heard Me, the most unathletic person I know, because I can barely do, I can barely roller skate, much less do roller derby half the time. I don't even know why they let me do it. You mean to tell me that my ass who has never had a day of physical training could have made a 60 minute video and I could have gotten the stupid librarian gimmick with no
0: previous training. He might not have been a librarian, he might have just been no whatever. I think you they wanted.
2: chose I think the reason they chose them was because they were they are technically wrestlers. Because the guy's yeah. a wrestler, I can't think of his name and so is um Blue Pants, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I think that was a reason why Ariel wasn't picked, but I felt like the character isn't really needed for the ring and I feel like they kind of need to start building more managers and more out-of-ring characters and I think this would have been a good start so I felt like they should have went with Ariel because it was just so funny and it would have been another LGBTQ member Hmm. and a drag queen And it just would have been so fucking different. So that's why I, and I think that's another reason why I can't get into either of them as a a librarian, because I'm still salty for Ariel. And I just don't find them just stupid. Like, they're just so stupid about it. I just don't like it.
0: Drag Queens got some of the best, they got some of the best reads, they come with the best clips. I think having a drag queen as a manager would have been fucking hilarious and epic, they would have shut that show down.
1: God bless drag queens. <laughs> You've taught us how to dress, contour, and do our eyebrows for so many years, and you guys don't get enough credit, so God bless you all.
0: Like They, they could teach you how to cuss the bitch out real nice. Just be
2: like, like All you guys do is smile at it. I'm so salty about it. I'm so salty about it. That would have been so entertaining.
1: It would have. I, re- I rather would see that than a grown-ass woman. Like, if I was a wrestler, I'd rather deal... I'd rather have, like, back-and-forth clips with a drag queen who will read my ass the filth and then, you know, when we get behind the stage, be laughing at it, and I'd be like, yo, show me how you were able to do that instead of, you know, if I'm a wrestler, some grown-ass woman sticking her finger in my face going, shh, I'm like, get your finger out of my face before I rip it off last morning. Like... You know, if, I just, if, see, I was going to judge them, man, like, because they're talking all this mad shit, and I, for one, you know, if you're going to talk shit, back it up. I, you know, like, they've been, I, Cody, I Cody has been running his mouth, the Young Bucks have been running this, their mouth, you know, everybody's had some sort of say. These fans are going crazy, and I like both. I just want to watch good wrestling. I've said this in staying one of this podcast. I just want to watch good wrestling. But if you're going to sit there and think that right out of the gate, you're going to be the one to take over, because everyone's still high up on NXT, okay? If you're going to sit there and say, you're going to take down the WWE When your roster, male and female, is poultry, to say the least, because we don't know who's coming and who's going at this point. So, you know, you need to bring it. You need to bring, you know, WWE, they upped their production as far as I'm concerned. They brought back Pyro. They brought back Smoke. They're doing everything, you know. If you're going to talk shit, you better back it up. You better bring your A-game. You better bring your best production. You better bring your best ring gear. You better bring your best makeup artist, your sound guy. You better make sure everything on that show goes 100% smooth because the whole freaking world is going to watch you guys. And the one time you screw up, everyone's going to come for you. And then the eight, and correct me if I'm not wrong, all the AEW fans, if we come out and say, like, you know, I'm not going to go on them and, like, one of the lights above the ring doesn't work or, you know, shit, like, technical stuff. That that I give a, a slide on because even the WWE has technical issues sometimes. Hell, we have a bunch of them here on the show. But, True that. You know, if you – if your guys are coming out and they're just botching, 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 or if you're making this into, an, you know, a Cody Ego Stroke Fest, which is pretty much what this company's built on, it seems like, then you're going to yeah. turn – we're going to turn people off. And, you know, even.
0: How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at d4tc underscore podcast our twitter is at down for the count 19 and we'll be looking forward to hearing from you thank you so much for listening and i'll let you get back to the podcast
1: people who like wrestling who don't like the wwe you know they want to watch wrestling during the week but if you guys don't back up what you say you're doing, because this isn't no three, four-hour pay-per-view show. This is an hour, two-hour show on a Wednesday night, and you're going up against NXT. And all mm-hmm. I'm just, all I'm just hoping, I'm in the same boat as Nicole. A lot of guys and women who I like wrestling are depending on this to feed themselves, to feed their families, and to support them. If this if this fails, Cody, the Young Bucks, all of them, they're, you know, just whatever, Khan, Joseph, Tony Khan, whatever his fucking name is, I don't care at this point. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, this is a uh, drop in the bucket to him. But, and, you know, Moxley can get, I would love to see John Moxley on TV, but Mox could be one of those guys who get work. Um Jimmy Havoc can, is, like, one of those guys in the indie scene that can get work. There are big names in there that can't get work. But for every John Moxley and Jimmy Havoc, there's a Jungle Boy. Like, could you ever see him in the WWE? Like, oh, if they take away 205 Live, I
0: mean, that's the only chance this guy's going to get. <laughs> like, I see Jungle Boy in the WWE. But I, he uh, would need to be...
2: I could see him Barbara. before Luchasaurus.
0: Yeah. No,
1: Luchasaurus got over on his own. There's no way a character like Luchasaurus would make it in to WWE. No. That's
2: um, what I'm saying. Jungle sucks. Boy would be fine. Um, Luchasaurus, yeah. oh, no. They can't even do nothing. They could never even do anything with um, Adam Rose Rose, or even um, what's another weird one? No way. I love No Way Jose. I don't fucking care what I anyone do. says. I wish she was on he, my TV. He's so fun. He's, so, and he's good. so fun. I literally I literally dance with them when they come on TV.
1: <laughs> oh he does that. She'll just start, like, because uh, when I played the, what it was it, 2K17? I would have the, theme. I took off all the music and put all the theme songs on there. So anytime Noah and Jose's came on, man, she would just stop what she's doing and just like start dancing. And I'm like, she's like, play it again, mommy. And I'm like, no, because you've just heard it 20 times in a row. No more, no moss.
2: <laughs>
1: Speaking of no moss, no, how'd you wait. like that?
2: <laughs> no, wait. No, wait. Oh my god, I'm going to be singing it now. <laughs> you know what? You know what theme was, was randomly stuck in my head at work? It was like two days at work was um, Becky's theme song. And it That's wasn't catchy. even a whole thing. It's, yeah, so catchy. It was literally, like, the first, like, 20 seconds of it. You know, I'm, okay. just like, eh, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> I, I,
1: um, what was it? I was somewhere, and for our listeners, I listen to a lot of punk rock music, very, you know, um, old school punk rocker heading into my 40s, and I'm kind of surprised nothing's broken. I'm sitting there folding clothes or something, and the next thing I'm just, it's like, F A B O. You guys start singing Carmella's theme song. I'm just like, I don't even realize it. And my husband looks at me and he goes, What the hell are you singing? I'm like, I think it's Carmella's theme song. And he's like, Yeah, because apparently I was like really into it. And he's like, Yeah, never do that again. That scared the shit out of me.
2: She has another one. And there who else is another there's another one too that Naomi. I'll start singing.
1: Naomi will get stuck in my head.
2: I love Naomi's thing. And no um, songs. I yes. love it because that that so in case our listeners didn't know, speaking of Alexis's taste of music, I was for about four three or four years, I don't know if it was that long, but it was a good portion of like my crazy Young, a little bit younger years. I was very into the EDM, EDM. The, I still kind, of, I still, I listen to it a lot, like EDM, like dubstep, dance music. I was really huge in that scene, especially when, especially the middle and late latter half of my college years. Like shoot, like very, very into that scene, like into that scene, that I would literally go to shows every weekend. Hmm. Anytime there's something going on. In. Mm. Yeah, like, literally always. So that's why I love Naomi's theme, especially, like, the bridge part, and I just, like, wish I had glow sticks.
0: You and damn kids, <laughs> we
1: used to call those raves back in the day. <laughs> wow.
2: I mean, they are raves. God. That's I my yeah. They're just not in the I old van of anymore
0: yeah but that's where yeah,
2: no, it they so were fun. I love that oh I love it love it
0: loved it loved it. I so. love
2: going to shows like that' Because you would hear some of the best you would hear some of the best music you would hear so much underground shit like I when I would go to like stuff like in old warehouses or in like old like old buildings and this is when I was still living in the Cincinnati area I would hear songs that would be that would get popular like months afterwards. Like, I always heard like really cool shit. Yeah, I loved it. I don't know why that area was so huge into EDM. It was like the Cincinnati, Mason, um, Covington, Kentucky area for some reason. Very, very huge EDM scene if anyone's from those areas and know that. And if you're not, now you know. Kentucky. Yeah.
1: Bluegrass, marry your cousin, Kentucky.
2: Yeah, uh, well, like are... this isn't like deep in Kentucky. What I mean in oh. Kentucky <laughs> is like maybe a, it's maybe a it's... 15 minute drive from Cincinnati.
1: How'd you worry there?
2: It's right over the
0: state line, so I could see how that would happen. Plus, you there are a lot of kids in, in southern states who enjoy stuff outside of the norm, Alexis. You would know that.
1: I'm not giving anybody shit, but when she said there was a rave you know, a rave party in Kentucky, I'm just like, what they they play techno Johnny Cash? Like, no offense to Johnny. (laughs) But no, man. I look, rave kids, they back okay, so I'm 34, in case anyone's asking how old I am, by saying you damn kids get off my lawn. Like (laughs) nineties kids, like raver kids back in the nineties were, like, be, like, they made punk rockers look sane. Like, all we did was, like, set fire to mailboxes and, you know, bust a window open here or there and then hit each other in a mosh pit. These kids were, like, freaking, like, there's this one kid I went to high school with, and I don't know if he had, like, permanent brain fry or whatever, but, like, one day he showed up wearing like, these neon green, like, you couldn't sneak up on a blind man wearing these jeans. Like, they were super bright. And then he had, like, a, a hoodie over it. And he smelled horrible. And <laughs> I'm just... he <laughs> to me and crap. And I'm just, like... I, you know, I'm in my freaking little punk rock shirt and torn jeans and boots because, you know, fuck the system when you're in, like, 10th grade. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I, I just started smelling, like... I start smelling pot and I'm like, who the fuck is smoking in class? Cause I was a brilliant t- 10th grader. And, um, it's the guy sitting next to me. he's just reeking the high heaven of pot. And I go, dude, I'm like I'm passing him my body spray. I'm like, do you need this? And he goes, what's this for? I go, you fucking smell like pot. And he goes, oh yeah, I just, you know, he's like, oh, that's not pot. That was like, and then he like listed off all this shit that he took like last night. Like he didn't even go home from the rave. He came, he went to the rave and then came right to school. And he pulled up his hoodie, and there's this bright pink ass fishnet shirt under his hoodie. And he goes, "I didn't have time to change, so I came here." And I'm like, "How much drugs did you take? And how are you still alive?" Like I was so um, amazed by that. And he's like, "I um, haven't I slept in three days." That. He goes, I had not slept in three days. I'm like, what the
2: fuck, dude? Yeah. I I completely relate to that.
1: I was just like, damn. Like, all I ever did was just smoke a bunch of pot in high school. Like, I never did (laughs)
2: shit. Damn. Mind you, when I did all of this, I was in college, so I don't feel bad. But, yeah, that's what, I mean, that would happen (laughs) sometimes. We would literally, like, go to a show, like, meet up with some people, like, show up like wind up at some random after hours we'd be like literally it's five in the morning drive back to drive back to mason and then be like all right i gotta go to class in like two hours and just be like messed up and be like all right i need to eat and i remember there was one time uh, what did i do i don't i i i kind of don't remember what i did to, night before. That's how bad it was. But I remember this is when I was in my restaurant class. I remember I didn't sleep and I, I shouldn't have drove, but where our apartment was and where our school was, was maybe like a five minute drive. I remember I drove, drove to, um, drove to class. I... Like don't remember being there. Like I don't remember like the first couple hours, and this oh, is like a long shit. class. This is like yeah. a it was like a three hour class. I don't recall the first two hours of that class. Like I had no recollection of it, and I just remember I just came to. I was what? like cutting something, and I like came to it, and I was like, oh my god, and my teach and my chef. Was, my chef is from, my chef is from, um was he from, he was from, the, he was from Barbados. I knew he was from an island somewhere. And he was like, you you all right? He's like, you finally in there? And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so messed up right now. And he was like, go, go, he's like, go drink some coffee. And Jesus. I was just like real messed, I was real messed up. And I'm surprised was like, we're able to function. I know, that dude, I was, scary. Yeah.
0: Like,
2: dude. I was like, I think I was on such autopilot, especially with cooking, especially when I was like going to school and when I was still a chef for X amount of years. It's, it was so, and still to this day, kind of, it, it was so autopilot for me. So I think that's why I was able to like do stuff. But um. it was just like, I do, I still, I need to ask one of my friends what did we do that day. What did we do that night? Because I'm telling you, like, I have no recollection. Like, don't remember any. I just remember getting. I remember like getting home. I remember like so either like I kind of either took a nap or like was like, man, I gotta go to class. And and I remember getting home. And I remember my one roommate was supposed to go to class too. And she literally was sleeping on her couch in her clothes. And her book bag was like on the like on the side of the couch. Like she didn't even make it.
1: Oh damn. And then my and my other roommate,
2: my other roommate said, fuck it, and it was just sleeping. <laughs> like, but Monday Monday morning.
1: Monday morning is always the funnest because we would always find like uh, the drunk kids or whatever who like partied all weekend. Like just passed out in the freaking common area in my high school would just walk by and be like, Oh, there's Jimmy. Yeah. Is he a Yeah. He's breathing. All right, whatever. I'll, I'll see you in English class. <laughs> like, Oh uh, God. Would you ever do, do, do it do again? That, kids. No, no, we, we do not condone underage drinking or drug use or, uh, anything that may get your ass in trouble. But if you're an adult and you, I'm just going to stop right there. Cause I can still get us in trouble. <laughs>
2: As long as you don't do meth,
1: don't do meth. No. no. Meth is dirty. No, don't, don't put, don't put weird chemicals you don't know about in your body, dudes. Like no.
2: Unless right, they're psychedelics.
1: That's a whole nother story. Let's move on. <laughs> Hell no. Just, just sitting over here <laughs> like nah. All right, so we've talked enough about uh, WWE. We've talked a little bit about AEW. But let's see what's going on elsewhere in the wrestling world. Nicole, what's going on in the indie scene this week?
2: Well, a couple of these people aren't technically indies, but they are within the company. So among all of the other changes in wrestling this week, um, you have NXT UK is now moving to Thursdays at 3 p.m., the 205 Live is moving to Fridays. I'm not sure about the time. I think it will be after SmackDown again, like it used to be. And also, Impact Wrestling is, as of today, officially on Access TV, and it comes on at 8, 8 p.m. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay, Impact! So, Tiffany. So since Tiffany already watches Wow on um, Access TV, she has no I knew it was coming. Also, knew funny it was coming. thing is, speaking speaking of Access TV, so I was so I have Sling TV. I know quite a few people probably are probably do. So Sling is like gradually getting more and more popular. Tiff also has Sling. Um, yeah. I was literally going to add USA and TNT on Monday because I thought I didn't have them. So I was like, okay. And then I realized it was going to be like 20 more dollars I was going to pay. I'm like, okay, fuck that. So when I was scrolling through today to watch Impact. I was like, why do I see this thing for AEW Wrestling? And I was like, oh my god I already had TNT on here I was like, I am not going to pay 20 extra dollars For USA, I'll just fucking keep Streaming it, I don't even care
1: <laughs> Oh my god, it's the heat The heat's just killing us all,
2: man the, 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 it is, It's spooky season And it is 85 fucking degrees Why? Global it was warming night. is real
1: it was 97 degrees in Tennessee today.
2: It hit 90, what it hit? 92 today.
0: It's 92 today. That's why I was in the house. I was freezing, though. My air conditioner was on, like, 50. It was so cold. But I was like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> uh, uh, no. All right. But, but also you
2: the- the- fun thing. Oh no, go ahead. No,
1: I was gonna do a lead into that. So uh you set in for the first your first ever MLW conference call. How'd that go?
2: So it was so um Court Bauer, which is um he's the CEO, founder, um booker for MLW had their first uh, media um conference, um conference call um, yesterday, which I dialed into, hopefully next time I'll be able to answer, um, ask my question, which I thought was a good one, but we didn't have the time for it. So just a few things I want to, the most important things. The first important thing is, um, over the weekend, um, Mance Warner was, um, very severely injured. Um, he had, he suffered a collapsed lung,
1: Oh damn. Um,
2: he um, he actually tweeted so he had a surgery. Surgery was successful. Um, he liked my tweet so love you man. Get better. But um, he's he was obviously um, a big name in MLW. He is obviously on the injured injured list effective immediately when it happened, and they obviously don't have a return date for him at the moment. But. Obviously, just wish him a speedy recovery, and then he's able to get back into doing what he wants. Um, Obviously, there was a lot of talk about their first upcoming um, pay-per-view, Saturday Night Fight Night, which is going to be on Fight TV, which is going to be 1995. For all um, all pay-per-view streaming sites, so obviously Directv, Dish, etc. is a flat $19.95 rate for anywhere, ev- um, everywhere, which is also I think that's oh. great. That's I that's a decent price too, honestly. I've paid more for mm. I paid like fucking I paid like twenty some dollars for fucking Bloodsport, <laughs> so on, and that literally <laughs> happens. I mean, and it also, it's, like, that's a a once-a-year thing, so it's not too bad. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I've paid paid more money for worse, so I honestly think that's a great deal, especially for their first pay-per-view. They could have charged way more, and I probably would have bought it. So I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. They kept it in, like, a very decent price range. Um, Also, their next live broadcast for MLW Fusion will be in November um there isn't I don't either I didn't write down the date or I probably forgot about it this is very I'm the slowest note taker so some of these and then also I tuned in and out for um I just sometimes just I just want to listen to him speak so like some of these things that I didn't completely write down um, they are looking to do more um, pay-per-views in 2020. Obviously, they're just going just going a day at a time, so they're not releasing any official um, numbers of pay-per-views they want to do at the moment. They're just working through everything. Um, court's main focus of MLW as a whole is the ability of the wrestlers and the quality that they are and the quality that they are giving everyone, and that's what they want to set apart. Um, his words was that the sandbox is too big, and he doesn't want to play in that sandbox. So he created a smaller one that is just for them. Which yeah,
0: Makes so sense. I think that's.
2: Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. It's basically just creating your own niche, staying in your lane, creating your own lane. So I think that's amazing of them. Um, Just a few things about other countries. They're trying to um, get into Canada. There's been some red tape issues that he uh, didn't necessarily elaborate at that time. And also they are working into um, the Latin America market, which they are um, very heavily starting to be in, especially with Selena Del Renta, which I will get into it because I think she's amazing. Um, He briefly talked about Jim Cornette. Obviously, he finished out his contract um, that he had originally. And he quote unquote called him a wild card. Um, also, they're working on a UK deal, and once they iron out all the details with that, they will go on with that. Which was an interesting wow. note, huh?
1: So, is wild card just another term for homophobic racist?
2: I probably we'll go we'll go with that. It's um, <laughs> just also. He also commented on his, their MLW's relationship with AEW um, since they share a couple of, uh, roster men, uh, members, including um, MJF and Jimmy Havoc, to name a couple. And he thinks that um, he's on very good terms with Tony Khan and um, Cody, thinks they're great guys. Um
0: he just sure wants he
2: to. He also thinks that he doesn't think like the. He doesn't like the term war when it comes to all the promotions. He thinks they're all necessary. All necessary for the business to succeed. So he thinks obviously more more options for the band. Um, more options for the band. More options for the fans will <laughs> make the business as a whole succeed and grow and evolve. Which he is He's completely right.
0: well, I factual. Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: Um, also, another really thing. Also, they have their MLW show this um, this Saturday in Tijuana, mm. and it is it, and it is sold out. Five thousand fans, which is awesome for them. That's cool. So,
1: congratulations, MLW. Yeah.
2: And they're also, their thing that, um, last couple things I want to touch on from the call is their impending women's division, which Court also tweeted that he will be making some announcement for it um, tomorrow. So by the time this airs, he'll probably talk about the women's division. His goal for the women's division, for it to not be gimmicky, and he (laughs) wants to... He wants to concentrate on the fighting ability and athleticism of the women wrestlers have today, which I found very, very interesting. His comparisons on how he wants the women to be viewed in MLW once he brings them in is he name dropped Serena Williams, FloJo, mm. and... And Hope Williams and he was like, obviously you can tell my age by those references, but I also thought that was very interesting because two of those women are women of color, black women specifically. And not and also a lot of the times they are very especially Serena Williams kinda is talked about for not being feminine enough sometimes, which is also bullshit. So no. I liked those references and that shows what kind of talent he's looking for. No, I'll tell
1: you I'll tell you what, now that James Cornet Jimmy Cornette is gone, I'll I'll definitely be paying MLW more attention. I, I just I can't stand him and I'm glad he's gone.
2: Now where can we watch MLW again? MLW for US fans is on fight TV. Their Something. weekly um episode, their weekly show, MLW Fusion, is on Fight TV. I don't remember exactly, sorry, what days they come on. I believe mm-hmm. it's like, it's earlier in a week, so I think it's like, I don't know. I don't remember. Go to Fight TV. It's free. Is it part <laughs> of a premium service or is the free part? No, it's free. Because Ooh, on... Okay. So on... So on my um, fire TV, I am logged into fight on my fight account. But I watch a lot of MLW before I go to bed
0: and Mm. other
2: promotions before I go to bed. And that's on my laptop and I'm not signed into it. Oh, okay, cool. So it is free. Their pay-per-view will what you have is what you have to pay for. But and another thing I and this is what I'm going to close out on is Selena Del Renta she's, um, MOW, she is basically like their voice. She is, she was the first, um, she's also the first, um, female Latin American, um, commentator for, or ring announcer for a promotion in case no one knew that. And also, I didn't know that either, which I think it's amazing on her part. Mind you, Selena. And a little messed up. Yes, and is very yeah. messed up. Also, this girl is twenty-two years old. She yeah. was quartz twenty-two years old. She is quart she was actually, which I, again another thing I didn't know, she was his first signee to MLW. Wow. Twenty two years old. And he sung her praises. He said he's so he's he he called her a prodigy. He's so, cool. so proud of what, how fast she's been learning. And this is um, on, this is in front of the camera, behind the camera. She's really evolving as a producer as well. Um, and very, really? and he said she's very hands-on backstage, um, very um, evolving. He's, and he's like, she's one of those people that she never makes the same mistake twice. You tell her to do something. And he said she's right on top of it, and he cannot wait to see how she evolves, evolves in the future. And he's just so proud of how far she's come being as young as she has she is. And he's, and he's like she's going to be a force to be reckoned with in a couple years. And wow. he doesn't like having, he doesn't like the term of a face of a company um per se but he said if he had to pick one she'd be it damn dude that's, that's, that's not really a crazy praise. she's dope uh, i didn't realize she was that young and that made me kind of feel shitty because I'm like damn what have i done <laughs> 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 like my ass feel oh my gosh all I right just have,
0: i
1: just
0: have one thing to add to your indie list. So, earlier this week, I was just browsing around the internet and I happened to come across this article that was, I think it was on Forbes magazine, and it was talking about this new promotion that started in um, Washington, D.C. Well, not Washington, well, yeah, in D.C., and basically the promotion it's called Primetime 12. And they literally just started. And sure. they had um they have about four or five people that they they're, they're lead-out stars. I've never seen these guys before. I I don't know them from Adam, but I thought it was really interesting that they featured this whole wrestling promotion. And they basically just said that Primetime Pro started out in um, North, I think it was northeastern D.C. last week. And they had a really good pro program. They, they sold out for their first show. And they, there's a new promotion on the rise. But it didn't say where you could see Primetime Pro, but you do have to, you know, do your due diligence and Google it. But I just thought it was really interesting that Forbes had a whole article, and I mean they showed every wrestler. There's a um, a few of them I can remember. One of them name is um, I think her name is Trisha Adora. Um, there's one called Bro Keller. There's a wrestler by the name of Lady Frost, and her husband name is Savage Gentleman. And Ooh.
2: there, those, oh. those are
0: the lead out stars for the wrestling promotion. I'm sure there are other people there, but those were the featured stars and they looked really good. Like, um, Lady Frost reminds me a lot of killer Frost from, um, from DC. And, um, uh, her husband is, you could tell that they're together that they, you know, but it was just, it was an interesting thing to see, you can see the the beginning of a wrestling promotion from the start. And I'm not just like, well, this wrestling promotion has been in existence for five years. No, they, these guys have just started. And I don't know. I didn't get to read all the articles to know the owner's name because I completely glazed over it. And I was looking at the stars and I was like, I think I want to watch this if they ever put this out for people to see. And I was trying to find out like where I could see it, but I haven't, they haven't had, they haven't done a televised event yet, but they did do a live event in DC because I think it was last week. So I was like, I don't know if Nicole and um, Alexis know this, but. I yeah,
2: didn't even know that.
0: I never heard Jesus of that.
2: Christ. Me either. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm very disappointed I, in myself. I, I love, I love, I love a good small promotion. Like, I love all my Ohio ones. I try to support them. Um, but also, I like hearing about new ones. That's really cool. I'm not sure um, how DC's wrestling scene is, so i have to do my research. Actually, I think it is pretty good. There's a few cities in the U.S. that has very large wrestling scenes. Um, new York is one of them. Um Philadelphia is one. Um, Seattle. And I can't think of another city. But I think D.C. is one of them, too. But also, that just sounds really interesting.
1: I definitely want to look into that. They only featured
2: these five
0: wrestlers. But I think the promotion seems to be pretty decent. Just from looking at the picture, if I find the article, I'll send it to you guys. But just from looking at the article that I read and then looking at the pictures of the superstars, they're not just like, you know, a one-trick pony. They have, for their feature, they're pretty well diverse. They have a nice mix of women, a nice mix of people, period. Um, So it, it looks promising to me. I watch it. Get, um, if I could
1: find it, I'll watch it. Yeah.
2: I, I watch anything once. You guys know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, literally. Nicole, don't, are you gonna
1: mention um the reason why WWE pulled their guys out of the um
2: that ref? Oh, funny. Real quick. Funny. Okay. So <laughs> just a real question. There was um Southside Wrestling. Um sent out a tw- um, sent out a tweet, um, a, like a small statement tweet a few days ago saying that WWE pulled their wrestlers without notice from their mm-hmm. show. Because in case you guys didn't already know, Southside wrestling is going to get absorbed into Rev Pro. Mm-hmm. So um Cody tweeted, um, let me see what I can do. That sucks. Blah blah blah. So M J F and Sean Spears ended up going to the show. End up going, um, going to help fill, fill back out the card. Um, a few days later, I can't think of he's um he's a pretty reliable wrestling journalist. That's not on um, Sean Ross tap, which is awesome. Shout out to him. Um, -hmm. I can't think of his name, but usually he doesn't, he doesn't tweet a lot, but he usually drops some gems, like drops some bombs. And this was one of them. He was like, (laughs) he's a contrary to everyone's belief. The reason those people the those UK wrestlers were were pulled from a WWE or WWE wrestlers were pulled was because they didn't like how Rev Pro handled the situation with the um, with their ref. Obviously we talked about um, Aaron Wilde getting injured by Shaw Samuels and Josh Bodom. They didn't like how that situation was handled, they didn't like how management handled it, how they just, it was just too messy and they were concerned about the safety of their wrestlers. And mm-hmm. they just, and they were just like, I don't, we don't feel comfortable having them in those situations, so we're just not going to have them. And I agree with them on that aspect. I saw a couple people tweeting, was like, oh, well, if they were, that was, if that was their concern. Um, why wouldn't they just like to bring their refs for, for certain matches? I was like, well, they don't have, I was like, the UK, WWE UK doesn't have that many refs. And a lot of the refs that they do, that they do have already are on independent. So, and it's not really the refs. It's just a promotion itself. If you're. My thing is, it's like their thing is, okay, so they're having them go to be in this show. They have no control over what happens, regardless right. if they sent a ref or two there. So um, I just wanted to briefly mention that. So in case you guys didn't know, that's why they were pulled from the South Side show. Let's
1: see, I read the, because at the time it wasn't released why, and everyone was giving be a bunch of shit because they're like, ah, oh, just showing you. They're they're trying to corner the rest the British wrestling market. And then okay, when they also
2: this, are very, they are horribly affecting the British wrestling market. But that's another tweet because that that is also well, a thing. So, <laughs> so right, but that's, what, like that's, that's what, that's what I a...
0: thought. But in, but in this instance, that wasn't the case, and but they people yes. jumped on it like it was. So, I mean, even though they may be, that they are doing that, they are kind of gutting the UK scene and and taking a lot of talent, it still wasn't, that wasn't the intention in this particular case. And AEW's involvement was extremely hasty. It was immediate. We can help, let's, you know, let's save them. And it's like, you don't even know the story. You can't just dive head first in this shit and not know what the hell is going on. And it just True. makes you look like a fool. And I'm like, I get it. You know, you're trying to make it seem like, oh, we're all brothers in this in this in this game. We're all up against the big conglomerate. But where you're not telling everybody is you're trying to become the big conglomerate. And so you can't have your enough. You can't do that. Like I,
1: I was all for because I was just like, oh, there's Triple H flexing his, his muscle again and all that crap. And then when this came out saying we did this due to the safety of our of our wrestlers and our refs, so I was like, okay, okay, I can I can kind of fuck with you with this, but you're still you're still destroying the British scene. But I can understand why you're doing this though. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So we're going from the indie corner to the long awaited return of Tiff's fashion corner. Now, if y'all don't know, Tiff will read a bitch to filth for an uncolored suit. Because in her world, everything needs to fit you. And some of these wrestlers do which not know true. how to, which is true, some of these wrestlers do not know how to dress. So she. Actually, like, a
2: lot of y'all don't know how to dress. We yeah, love
1: you. I Except you Jimmy Havoc and Jessica Havoc is honestly you two scare the shit out of me. So you can wear whatever you want. I don't
0: care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not afraid
1: of you. Don't don't shoot
0: first and ask questions later.
1: I don't care. <laughs> All <laughs> right. so Tiff, what do you have in your fashion corner for us this week? Oh,
0: it's my turn. I'm so happy. Anyway <laughs> No Okay. First up on the fashion corner docket is Baron Corbin. <sighs> this is a good thing, okay? Because Baron Corbin has the best costume accessory in the WWE right now. Oh god. I don't oh. care what anybody says that cape and crown and even his scepter is fine all of it it is the best king of the ring costume i've seen in a long time most of the time they keep the king of the ring the same red red santa claus like cape white fur and then they give you that shitty ass crown with the fucked up rhinestones in it this motherfucker was like, dog fuck that, fuck that. I want full-on leather. Give me, I want wolf fur. Just give me all of the wolf fur you got. Just give me all of that. Make sure my crown is leather with the studs on it." And I was like, "Every bit of it, come through. I loved it. I still love it. But now, after Monday, I was just like." <laughs> you stepped your ass in that chair and then you broke it. You
2: You I can't with you. I fucking can't. No,
1: I I will admit, I will admit. Okay, the chair the chair was funny, but I will admit the the wolf hair and the leather was really on was like really on brand for Baron Corbin because it goes back to the whole lone lone wolf thing. But I'm sorry, every time he comes out, I have the
2: Game of Thrones theme song <laughs> playing in my head.
0: I don't mind that. I actually think that's fucking cool. What? Okay, but I just how do you not get
2: Game of Thrones it. from that?
0: You know nothing, I, Corbin. <laughs> I don't mind it. I I get the reference. I don't mind it. I find it to be awesome. I like it. He just doesn't wear it well. He doesn't have no swag. That's the problem. I I can get with Corbin because when he came for the coronation a few weeks back, that's how I expected him to dress when he was GM. He had on the, the blue pants. He had on cognac color shoes with it. He had on a, um, a white shirt. He looked nice. Everything flowed, okay? And then he goes back to the waiter busboy uniform, and I'm just like, one of these things doesn't fit, and you're not, you're not connecting. I don't know. I don't know if you know how to put the so- the plug, the socket in the plug. I don't know if you don't know how to do that. I don't. I don't know what's going on with you. It's not working. For me. And then it's it's just he doesn't have enough. Like I'll put it this way: Ric Flair basically dressed like a drag queen going to the ball. Okay, he was about to go out there and, and twirl on bitches. But he had enough masculinity and enough swag to pull it off without nobody being like, oh, hell no, that's gay. Like, no, he he made that shit cool. Because when another grown-ass man, Offset, comes in the ring to introduce him, and he got his own role like Rick Flair's. <laughs> that looks horrible. Oh, you know, I'm just saying, like he, Baron Corbin's problem is he don't have the swag to pull it off. That's the issue. It's not his aesthetic, because the man got taste. It's just he doesn't know how to pull it off. You gotta have some confidence when you walk down an aisle with some shit like that on. You gotta come down there like you own the world. And yesterday. You came down the aisle like a three-year-old who couldn't get the Happy Meal at McDonald's and was stomping down the damn ramp. I'm just like, what happened to you? What is going on? He didn't
1: get his Happy Meal toy.
0: Bro. (laughs) So I give Baron Corbin props for the accessories but in regards to the rest of you, you need work, son. And that's about that's as good as we're going to get. Now, we've talked about Seth Rollins on many occasions, but it seems like his wife don't have no problem with the way he dressed. Mm. And she seems to be happy with him and Jesus alone. So, Baron I, I Corbin... All good for her. Mm. Right. Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins will forever remain on on the wrong side of the tracks when it comes to me and your personal style. Because, you know, Baron Corbin used to be a victim of the greasy hair with the, the scully cap on. The real, you know, the kind of angry hipster look. That was his vibe. Mm-hmm. Still not feeling that. Seth Rollins with the type where, you know, he don't wash his hair for three days. Just put wow. a cap on. about his business. You know, pulling pants he done left on the floor for the last Five weeks. He gonna pick them back up, shake them out for Breeze the fuck out them bitches and okay, go out there. Cause, can, cause I go can I ask you something?
1: gotta go work. Can I ask you something? Because this is something I've always wondered, and I can't understand why. I know you were just reading them um, for like the the little with the little beanie things, but why is it that like, or is it could just be me when like a guy wears a beanie and it's not oh damn cat and it's not like you know, a two dollar one he, he bought from walmart or whatever like this is a nice decent looking like beanie why is it when some guys put that on it just like automatically makes them like 10 percent more attractive like it, it only works for some guys and in baron corbin's case like i'm looking at a picture of him right now with him wearing one before he chopped his hair off and it's actually showing his face off real good. Like does that make sense like at all? Or am I Or am I just like? And going all, to I sit and laugh? Is,
0: all I see is a little beady eyed, half bald headed man with Hulk Hogan hair coming out the bottom of his beanie. Oh. That's what I see. Oh. That's what I see. Sure. Wow. Damn,
1: that's Damn. even hurtful to Darren Corbin shit. <laughs>
2: Ooh, this sure is dope Fuck, Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin looks great outside the ring though he that does is-
0: I don't have any issues with his personal style he's very he has a sense of how he should wear his clothes he understands that but that does not translate into his character nor does it translate in his ring gear when you see superstars like Sasha and Charlotte and Bobby Roode and um, you see guys like Johnny Gargano and they take a lot of pride in what they wear into the ring and you just go down the street to Walmart and get a wife beater no no and you buy yourself some stretchy jeans you know so you don't blush your ass in the ring like no, like, and I know what some people are thinking when well, Dean Ambrose came to the ring like that. I'll I'm tell you why. About, about to
1: him. ask you about that. What's the difference? I'll tell you him?
0: why it worked for him. I'll tell you why it's because Dean Ambrose's character is not coming across like like he has every everything together. Like he's he's the end all be all. That's how Baron Corbin presents himself, and it falls flat because. He's not giving you everything. He's half-assing it. Dean Ambrose comes across like, I'm a brawler. This is what I do. I fight. I don't give a fuck about what I look like in the room. I'm coming in here to tear your head off, and that's it. That's why it works for him. That's why. That's why he could just go down the street and get him some shit. I, be honest, he wear it better than Baron Corbin does. That look don't work for Baron Corbin. It never did. It works nice on Dean. Dean has a nice shape. He's a nice looking dude, period. So he could wear a trash bag and people would be happy. Baron uh-huh. Corbin has to go the extra mile. Let's be honest. Some people look better when they're dressed up rather than they're dressed down. It's simple. Oh,
1: hell, the Baron Corbin... <laughs> Oh, Baron no. Corbin
0: needs the extra. He needs that. That and I prefer him that way. I think he looks fine outside of WWE. I think he's just fine as a normal human being. But he his ring character needs work. It just does. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Alright, well who
1: who about what about the women who this week just irked you to no end?
2: Or Lana. who looked really She's good the only one I saw. What did you say Or who looked who really, good.
0: really good too Yeah For the men who looked really good Was the Miz but he always does And I mm-hmm. think for Miz He always has a nice suit on He always has it tailored nice to fit Sometimes it's a little too tight For my taste But I will say that He knows how to pick his stuff well And he always looks good heel or face, he always has really... I always love his sunglasses. He always picks the coolest looking sunglasses, except for those white ones. I don't like the white ones. But those dark ones that are rimless and they kind of have that fade at the bottom, I love those glasses. He just always looks very put together. Okay, His wife always looks very put together when she sets out. I like her personal style. Of all the guys, the Miz is my favorite. He just always looks nice and he he likes to step outside the box a lot, which I love because suits are fun if you make them fun. Like they have all different kinds of ways to incorporate your personal style with the suit. And he doesn't shy away from color. He'll wear a bright color, he'll wear pink, he'll go back to a basic black color and you'll see how he changes it up and switches it up and he just looks good on it. So for the guys, the Miz was my favorite this week for the women, Lana was my least favorite. She was shining and sparkling all the way to hell Monday. And I was not I was not here for that glitter thought Monday. I just wasn't. Her shoes oh, didn't no. work. They, she was coming the shoes out The were she cute, like, but she couldn't walk in them. She can't walk in them. The shoes had some type of custom heel on it. Um, YSL makes a pair of heels like that, where the heel is literally their um, their logo. That YSL, they make a pair of heels like. That. Them shoes are fucking expensive, by the way. There's no way.
1: Lana's wearing no, no, no. Lana is not wearing Eve Sailerot shoes. She went down to the only open pay list still available in that town, spent twenty dollars on God ugly ass shoes, couldn't walk uh-huh. in them.
0: Uh-uh. On. Uh-huh. Now one thing. One thing I will say about Lana, cause I will clock a bitch on her shoes, and I fucks with a good pair of shoes. You can wear a payless outfit or a Walmart outfit. but your shoes got to be buy, got to be bomb with me. That's just how I. Now, that woman wears expensive shoes. I don't care what what's on her body. Her shoes are no less than two hundred dollars. Those shoes she had on are at least six hundred. And she always is <laughs> wearing either, they're either Christian Louboutins, they're, um, she, sometimes she wears Balenciagas, if there are those open toe sandals, but she's always wearing some type of Louboutin or something along those lines. And from what I saw yesterday, they're red bottoms, so they were either a pair of Yves Saint Laurents, or they were Louboutins. Did you so just that's
1: say- That is the
0: Louboutin for <laughs>
1: Did you just say six hundred dollars for a pe- one Google pair of
0: shoes? Louboutins start. last you $600. for years, they though. But they last
2: do last you years, though.
0: They do. I'm, they're hand-made shoes. And I'm they're going crafted. to buy.
2: No, but honestly, they just, they're such a good they're such a good investment. This is when I can go on my fashion snob stuff. It's like buying. Are okay a it's like buying, yeah or like yeah like a Birkin bag it's the same way yes. of buying those because if you buy certain kind they increase in value mm-hmm. so if you buy a good pair of Louboutins and you like you keep good care of them you don't scuff them up and you just you just take care of them they will double in value in a, in a year basically that same thing with Birkin bags because they don't make a lot of Birkin bags especially certain ones so um, to give an example um, Jeffree Star I really want Forbes to do he said Forbes has asked them multiple times to do um, a value of his closet that closet is so fascinating to me I I, I watched this it's so fascinating to me yeah and he has literally a wall a Birkin bags. But like, kid you Birkin not, that's millions, that's millions of dollars worth of stuff on, on a fucking wall.
0: On his wall?
1: No, just, just, I, I, okay, I'm not, I'm not cheap at all, but at the same time, I just cannot bring myself to spend like over $65 for a pair of shoes. If I walked into Jeffree Star's closet and saw all the Perkins just lined up, I would probably, first of all, I would probably keep my hands in my pockets the entire time and not touch a single damn thing. But I would also be in the fetal position crying
2: on the floor. Like, I'm not gonna... And how he explained it, which was smart, he's like, it's basically like buying, buying art and it, he's like True. it's like buying art instead of buying a picture or buying a purse and yeah. it's an investment and he was like and he said god forbid something happened I can sell all of these
0: and, and get the back, back
2: and make money off of it and that's why I would want to invest in getting a couple of those because you can have a good fashion piece just in case you're in some shit or you're like, okay, I'm going through something financially right now. I need to get rid of that. You can sell that and literally get yourself out of debt. Merkins and the Hermes
0: and those Hermes bags are like $2,500 $2,500 for a purse? Yes. Yes, because of how they're made. It is the quality of the bag. How? If you... If you like your real bitch style, you know, you want to look expensive, but you cheat. Okay? Uh, I can, I vibe with you. The uh, way you do it, the way you handle it, is you take your ass, if you want to get the real stuff, right? Then you uh-huh. go to a place called Bag, Borrow, Steal. You go there. If you like the knockoff replica style bags, then you can go to places like um, Shoe Dazzle or Just Fab. They knock off everything, and you can look like you you got thousands of dollars of accessories on, but you spent a quarter of the price. See, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to wear Christian Louboutin shoes to look expensive. That's what I'm saying. Like, take Lana for instance. I think outside of her character in WWE, she has decent style. She's a little more revealing than I'd like her to be. But she has decent style. For her body type, she can wear just about anything, and she'll look fine. But because she's a girl who has expensive taste, and she likes a particular brand, she's going to spend 600 to $800 on a pair of shoes. That's fine by me. But if I see those same-looking shoes on Shoe Dazzle or JustFab or Zappos. You can go to places like Nasty Gal. You can go to um, um. You can go to the little hood spots if you live. You know, you live a little closer to the hood. Shoe Carnival and all those different places. You'll find little gems to get you together. You don't have to shop like that to look decent. See, even even my chunky but plus size type of girls, you're in double digits. Everybody seems to think that you can't wear certain things. It's just not that you can't wear it. It's the way you wear it. So I'll go back to Lana. Last last night, she came out with an entire glitter suit on and a black tube top top, and she had black heels on. The concept for the outfit was fine, and I get the, the execution. Where I have a problem with Lana is she wears that kind of outfit all the time. She just changed the color. So this particular day, she was glittery, holographic glittery to be exact. Uh-huh. And if it was another day she'd come out in red, she would come out in black. She would find another way to put blue on. Last time she, when she was wrestling, she would come out in a full-on glitter gown like she was on Broadway getting ready to sing um, something. Shit, I don't know. But I didn't like it, and I still don't like it. I feel like Lana can do better than that and it's just not it wasn't cute and then the thing is with her is her wig game is trash it's (laughs) absolutely trash I don't mind a cheap wig hell I wear cheap wigs your ass should not be clockable Donna is clockable every time that woman
2: is outside the
0: house with a wig on, everybody clocks it. Everybody, that's a wig. Why are you wearing it like that? And then you got the audacity to glue the bitch down. Really, bitch? You glued that $7 wig down? Wish.com
1: wish. oh, Did no. you use Not no wish
0: wig?
1: You- oh, it's a wish wig. It is totally a wish wig.
0: So then you got that little football helmet thing going on in the top. You real cone heads with it. I, I can't with you.
1: Now, look, I don't, I, I, I don't know shit about wigs. Tiff has taught me everything I know about wigs. If it's not Tiff, then it's drag, it's drag queens. And I swear to God, like, half these pictures of see of Lana. She just, it looks like she and she gets the real human hair, so it's not that shiny party city you know hair wig you buy on halloween that's like super shiny you know what i'm you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. she, she it looks like she takes it straight from the bag no front lace at all she just takes it straight from the bag shakes it out like twice and throws it on her head thinks it looks okay and then she takes a picture of it and puts it on instagram and then she filters the shit out of it and i'm like lana you're beautiful. Why are you? Why are you doing this? And you make good money. Like, buy a decent wig. Go get a wig. Do something. Don't don't be going to Wish.com spending one dollar on cheap fake human hair. Like, come on. Like,
0: I, I I've never understood that. I don't even get my wigs from Wish. Okay, and if you do, you you're running the risk of your wig smelling like ass when it come in the mail. So, um, if I was you I wouldn't do that I, I wouldn't do that because number one Wish.com is not regulated that's the first thing no. anything that comes from there is coming from overseas and there are no regs on that stuff so they can ship it however they want that's why it takes you know months and months and months for you to get anything they could take your money and you be forgot you ordered the shit right. that's how long it takes you to get it not, don't don't order nothing from Wish that you're not 100 positive it's gonna be correct. Like just just stay away from that site altogether. But there are decent places to buy wigs from that are not your local beauty supply store. And what I don't understand is why Lana is so hell bent on wearing wigs. Personally, when she first came out and she was wearing pieces, out of all of the girls, Lana's hair was the most blended it always looked nice i never understood why she started to put wigs on her head to begin with i always thought she had nice hair she would wear those fake buns on her hair i do remember but her that but everybody
2: did that i did that for everybody years
0: does. yeah like i don't have a problem with it it was just that looked nice on her i didn't have an issue with that but this this right here i don't like I don't like it because it looks fake. If I can go to the store and buy a wig or if I can order my wigs online and make sure it's decent, if I can get my part right, your ass needs to take the time to make sure your shit right too. You're on national television. The least you can do is when you get your wig, pluck the damn part. Okay, here go wig one-on-one bitch. If you buy a wig from the store, and it's a lace front or lace frontal whole lace. Okay, that means it's a lace in the front about one to four inches, meaning it will give you a parting space so it will look realistic, okay? That's lesson number one. Number two, bitch, they got parts, okay? Now, let's separate whole lace, and lace fronts it got two different classes you got expensive and cheap mm-hmm. the expensive ones you got to do a little bit more work with you know like tinting your lace coloring it you got to make sure it's plucked right on the edges so it looks right you know you got to glue shit down you got to do a lot of extra shit with yeah. that kind of wigs with your cheap wigs you don't have to do that okay you don't have to do none of that shit All you got to do with the cheek wig is cut the goddamn lace off and then pluck your part and then here's a little trick, a little pro tip. Get you some concealer, same kind you put under your eyes, same kind you put on your face, same concealer. Take you a straight liner brush and then put it right in the center of your part. Pluck your part so that hair isn't in the middle of it. It looks exactly like your hair once you put it on your head you lay it down right you don't gotta glue it you don't gotta put no damn color tint on it you don't have to do none of that cause it already looked how it's supposed to look and then you style it so it fit and that's it that's all Lana got to do and she right. took the time the bitch was on YouTube long enough talking about how salty she was bitch I was salty cause of your hair I was <laughs> salty uh, okay all you had to do was say how to style fake wigs how to style synthetic wigs bitch a thousand videos will come up including mine Okay, so you ain't got no damn excuse you ain't got none alright now I will say one person whose hair I always like and that's Lacey Evans okay now mm-hmm. she might get on my nerves sometimes but that woman is always well put together except the last night Lacey Evans had a little <laughs> lipstick little lipstick issue and um i was like you, you 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 put the whole lipstick on today that's not girl i said you you supposed to be the southern bell, you know your lipstick not supposed to spread like that now it looked like you went out in the ring and had yourself a good time now that wasn't i was like you can't wear that kind of lipstick when you wrestling and rolling around on the mat and sweating and shit and bitches is punching you in the mouth, you got the you got to buy your liquid lipstick. Okay, you got to buy lipstick that don't transfer. All right, her lipstick was all over her teeth,
2: all was over like her like lip. It bled so bad. Ew. I was
0: like, <laughs> "What happened to you? What <laughs> What happened? I'm like, I'm sitting here wiping my lip. I said, "Damn, you got a lot of it's a lot of shit going on with you." Don't do that no more. It's a whole bunch of makeup companies that make decent lipstick that does not transfer. Dose of colors is one. Colored rain is another. Okay, Lime Crime. That's an old school makeup company that makes decent makeup. There's no reason why any wrestling superstar, female or male, if you like wearing lipstick, bitch, more power to you. If you bring your ass out in the ring, you know you're finna wrestle for at least five to six minutes. Your lipstick shouldn't run. Foundation, I can get with, cause you're fighting; it's gonna come off. You sweating; it's gonna come off. Eyelashes, I can understand,
2: but your lipstick should go. Oh, no- eyelashes—that's always my favorite thing. I love seeing that, especially when um, I think it was like Elimination Chamber was the last one. I love when eyelashes fly out. I love when <laughs> weaves when, uh, start getting tear apart because that oh jeez. Shows- because that's such a such a difference compared to like the attitude arrow Every hair had to be in place, and no one messed uh-huh. up there. It's just, I just loved it. I was like, these bitches is out here. I always love it, especially when I see like a blonde piece of weave just like flying in the wind. I'm like,
0: yes. The or I see some, Or I
2: see someone's. Or I see someone's like eyelash hanging. It's just hanging off, or they or they you know off. Because I know one
0: time Natalia used to take hers off. She come out. She Charlotte would do the
2: same off, thing. Charlotte <laughs> would do the same thing. She literally two minutes in a match, and I see her trying to hide in a corner, trying to rip off her eyelashes because they're hanging out.
0: And I'm like, I am like,
2: who's putting these? It's like who's putting these busted eyelashes on them? They put them the whole strip.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to check us out on social media. And don't forget to look out for our next podcast, which will feature the AEW and SmackDown Live results, as well as the fantasy draft. Me, Alexis, and Nicole, all three of us are going to have our picks for the draft. You're not going to miss that. And, of course... We're also going to do a review of Monday Night Raw, so be sure to look out for that. Thank you so much for listening. and On behalf of my girls, Nicole and Alexis, we'll see you guys next time.